Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jacob, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. Happy Friday, man! What a day! Uh, It's Memorial Weekend. Everybody's getting ready to head out of town, and this this year, you know, we don't even need to head out of town. Normally in Arizona, it's probably what. 95, 100, 105. It's like in the 80s, right? You don't even need, you don't even need to head up. I guess uh, Flagstaff had snow. I know Colorado is blanketed. Uh, it, uh, just a quick reminder, Monday, and th- th- this will be uh, the Patriot Radio News Hour. This will be a repeat. I'm going to speak for Eric. That show will be a repeat. Uh, 1360 KHNC uh, I think we, we uh, the crazy pharmacist may come in. All the other shows there will be a repeat on uh, for the Memorial Day holiday. Enjoy yourself, right? Enjoy yourself. Spend time with family, right? And to make sure you're spending time with the wife and the kids and and all that stuff. Have a great time. Not too much fun, uh, but enough. You know, we're all working hard and and go out there, relax before you do, before you do. Call 800-951-0592 and place your orders before you head out on the highway over the weekend. Uh, gas prices will go down after. <laughs> right? Gas prices will go down after uh, the holiday. Uh, but anyway, happy Memorial Day to everybody. And uh, if you know uh, all the service members, uh, that have uh, protected, serve. Uh, thank you so much, past, present, all of those. You know, I don't know if you saw uh, the Cubs game. John Cusack, the actor, who let me tell you, I love that guy. I, I you know, uh, say anything was one of the movies that that I just I loved it when I growing up, and uh, they were doing a tribute to the troops and I, and I it was like in the third or the fourth inning you know something like that and and everybody stood up everybody stood up and there he is sitting in his seat and every someone took a picture of it and started ripping them on Twitter and I guess he eventually got around to standing up uh, and and I was just so upset about the the disrespect because you know what of course it was Trump's fault that he didn't stand up yeah all the all the MAGA people it's your fault I did I didn't stand up fast enough it'd be one thing if you know because that could happen but but you saw in the picture you know in the in, you know this so this is a Cubs game so the picture encompassed five or six hundred people. You know, because you could see that everybody was standing. And, and it wasn't like he was even in the motion of standing. He was just, you know, he wanted to make his statement. And and, and, I, and I, I'm just sick of it already. It's disgusting. And here's a guy, you know what, I like your movies and all that stuff, but you know what, as, as far as a human being goes, yeah, no thanks. 
You can't stand to support our troops. Go somewhere else. Listen, I'm okay with it. Pack your crap up and get the hell out. Fine. Go to Canada. I don't care. Mexico. Guatemala, Honduras. I'm sure they'll take you with open arms. I mean, these are people who laid their life on the line. So we could have, you know, some semblance uh, of a country and you can't get off your ass to show respect. And then you lash out after people call you out for it and, and blame uh, the, the president. And this is, you know, we've been talking a lot about this lately. And, and, and I hate to say it, Civil war is coming. Trust me. Because there's going to come a day soon. We're not going to tolerate that crap anymore. You know? Hey, you don't want to get up here. We're going to beat the crap out of you then. Now we'll give you a reason to sit down. We're not going to tolerate people punching us and kicking us and spitting on us because we want to hear the president speak. And now, you know, yesterday I talked about the whole, the Electoral College, right? And, and the states trying to do the workaround, trying to possibly get the, uh, the two president things. I don't know. Getting it's it's getting creepy out there. I, I and again I I know it's an actor and 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 all that stuff. But but anybody who out there who who can't support these troops and and remember this is an all volunteer army, right? And they aren't the ones. They don't decide where to do or where to go. They're told what to do and where to go. And I, I just don't know uh, what this country stands for anymore. You know what I think about, like, John Wayne. You, you think John Wayne would have been sitting in his chair? But no, let's, let's get rid of the airport with his name on it. And now we got guys like De Niro and Kusek. These are the guys? I know. What does that have to do with finance? Absolutely nothing. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back with all the economic news of the day when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. In honor of our troops over the memorial holiday, I'll have several specials up on the website at allamericangold.com you know we used to when, when I first started with Eric he used to do the mail the check special just mail the check as long as it's postmarked we don't have to do that anymore now, now you can just order online you can still pay by check you can still do that or you can use your credit card whatever it may be uh, go allamericangold.com you hit the shop button on the menu bar just hit the shop button uh, we'll have the specials out there for you uh, for the holiday. And that way, if you forget to call today, you can order 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'll have that up there 
all weekend long. And matter of fact, I'll, I'll add a few things as the weekend goes along. So give you incentive uh, to to keep going out to allamericangold.com. Uh, Man, what a week. Stocks down for the fifth straight week in a row. And they still don't get it. And, of course, we've uh, I've been telling you about all of these companies talking about earnings. Right? And what are they They're cutting? Cutting guidance, cutting guidance, cutting guidance. Remember, I told you three, four, five weeks ago, this thing's way overvalued. And, and they're lying about, oh, well, you know, we're only 18 to 20 times earnings. And it's always forward earnings, by the way. You need to understand that, too. They don't say it because it, it's implied. And what forward earnings are, are really, it didn't always used to be this way, by the way. But it's the, if everything goes perfect, <laughs> estimations for earnings, and then, you know, what happens is, oh, that's not, you know, and they, they get whacked. And that's what we're seeing. And, and remember, go back to Christmas. And I, I know we all remember what happened. I mean, it was devastating. And they were blaming the central bank, right, because they weren't dovish enough. And they they, they didn't say things are slowing down and we're going to keep cutting right. They didn't do it. And remember, the Dow crashed. And that's why, and I'm going to tell you, that 21, you know, 22,000, it wasn't a crash. That was a little bit that that was just the minutest taste of reality and then of course they dusted off Jay Powell right say get your butt back out there and tell everybody you're sorry and tell everybody that you're a moron pay no attention to the fact that he's the head of the Federal Reserve and he did like a good little boy who just got a spanking and got put in the corner Came out, you know, with his lower lip out. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not going to rate rates. And, uh, and they celebrated. Right? And, and, and everything's great. Chocolate cake for breakfast. It's going to be awesome. Didn't change. What Wall Street already knew, and they covered it up for a little. I mean, they, they covered it up for a little while, didn't they? Made you feel better, right? Made you feel better. Got got back to the you know right near that those all time highs again. Came out with this fluffy BS GDP report. Notice how uh, the the Wall Street's fallen every week since then. That's how bad. That GDP that that three point two GDP report really was. Don't be stupid here. That was before, and by the way, that was before the trade war got real. And remember, I've been telling you the whole time. How am I the one that knows, and none of those guys do? I mean, I don't know what these guys get paid to be on TV, but I need some of that. So all the data, especially this week, has gotten pretty tough. 
right? And, and we know retailers were, were, even the good retailers were bad. And then we start FedEx said bad, bad, right? And then, and then you see the shipping. And then we saw uh, delinquency rates on credit cards, delinquency rates on auto loans. Then we got existing home sales and the new home sales, right? And just boom, 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 one after the other after the other. The slowdown that they knew about in December, it's here. It's here. Didn't go away. Matter of fact, they're, they're, they're scratching their head. They can't believe it. But but we didn't raise rates. The 10-year note, look, it's down to 2-3. I don't even know how that works. The 10-year note's now below the Fed's funds rate, right? It's, it's absolute idiocracy running, running wild. Right, this is the financial equivalent of girls gone wild. Right, this is the financial equi- equivalent of the boobs are out, right, and butt crack showing all of it. And then today, today, the Dow tried to rally at the G20. I mean, trust me, nothing's going to happen. And they, they, they tried for, for for a while, for about an hour this morning. By the way, uh, the Dow now unchanged uh, for the day, for the day. Gold, depending on where you look, gold's up a dollar, down a dollar. Gold's unchanged. Gold, gold's just taking a little break. But they tried to rally this morning on the, oh, well, maybe we can get to this trade thing, because right? they still want to, but they don't get it. China's not dealing. But then we got more economic data out. This one was durable goods. This is uh, the worst number I've seen in a while. Now, some of it is going to make sense to you. Orders orders for durable goods, right? Those long-lasting. Again, think GDP. These are big-ticket items, okay? This isn't you going to the store and buying your, your Captain Crunch, right? This isn't you uh, going to the restaurant with the family, and, and ordering dinner. This isn't you going and buying supplies for the Memorial Day barbecue. These are long-lasting. These are generally big-ticket items. Tumbled in April. Falling demand for Boeing airplanes. That kind of makes sense. Falling demand for new cars and trucks. Again, told you, even more worrisome, falling demand for business investment. Orders for durable goods dropped 2.1% in April. By the way, the bad part about that, not that it was down. And obviously not that it was down more than they thought it was going to be. They went back to the April number 
and and said, you know, April it was supposed to be up one percent. Uh, they essentially said uh, that was a lie, uh, and it was only up three-tenths of a percent. So not only was April bad, they went back, and the March numbers uh, nowhere close to good. But inside of that, now durable goods, the Fed doesn't even care about. That headline number I just told you about, nobody cares. I shouldn't say nobody, I care. But they don't. And they always say, well, if you strip out, transportation, right? You strip out Boeing, and you strip out defense, and you do this, and you do that, right? You hop on one leg, and you hold your arm up and twirl around. What they care about is what they call core capital goods. Okay? So this is, again, a number that is usually better than a, a more positive reflection, usually. And that, of course, just like why do they, you know, they have six different unemployment rates. Why do they use the one they use? Well, it just happens to be the lowest makes them look the best. So this number usually makes it look the best. New orders for U.S. made capital goods fell way more than expected in April. Further evidence that the manufacturing and the broader economy are slowing. The Commerce Department on Friday orders for non-defense, there you go, non-defense capital goods excluding aircraft. A closely watched uh, proxy for business spending down nine-tenths of a percent. That's big. And I know you're like, oh, it's only nine-tenths of a percent. That's a big number. Demand was weak across the board. Right? So they didn't have it out there. Well, retail was bad. Right? Oh, well, that, that makes sense. Look at the numbers. That wasn't the case. It was bad across the board. I mean, every segment. This one, they also went back to March. By the way, they use this in their GDP calculations. Got revised down from 1% to just three-tenths of a percent. Economists had expected it to only fall three-tenths of a percent. And, of course, that was from assuming the 1% from March actually stood. Right? So, you know, that's the, 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 the funny part about this. If you had left March alone, it obviously would have fallen right far greater than that. Shipments of capital goods were unchanged last month. Unfortunately, they went to the prior month and revised that down big time. Part of the paper growth of the first quarter GDP, by the way. We'll see if that affects uh, when they come out with the revised numbers on GDP. And, of course, they try to, oh, well, it's trade war. This was an April number. (laughs) In April, think about April. What did they say the whole month of April? Do you remember? See, they want you to forget. We are going to sign a trade agreement any day. 
trade deal beginning of April, weeks away. By the end of April, we could be signing a trade deal as early as next week. Remember, we flew over there. And, and Mnuchin was like, oh, my, they were so constructive. It was, it was great. What was business doing here? Were they spending? No. Matter of fact, things were getting a lot worse and a lot faster than a lot of people expected. And now, I guess, the, the Boeing issue will be interesting. We'll see how much longer uh, that has. But again, I'm looking at this. Think about all the big-ticket items. Houses. Autos. Airplanes. U.S. core capital goods. They're all going the same way. 800-951-0592. Halftime on a Friday. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The principle behind President Trump's America First policies does not stop at our borders. The world is a better place for everyone when nations govern in the interests of their own people. The people of Europe have had an awakening to the noble principles of nationalism in the last few years since Trump was elected. And you can bet that we will see that turn to nationalism in the results of the European Union elections, which are being conducted in nations all over that continent through this Sunday. Nationalist candidates in places like France, Poland, Hungary, and others are experiencing exceptional popularity that could lead to a massive power shift in favor of nationalist policies. This power shift is no accident. The people of European nations are not just following President Trump for his endearing personality and good looks. No, they're following him because nationalism works. President Macron of France said, Nationalism offers nothing. It's a project of rejection. He instead called for the different nations of Europe to come together for what he called a European renaissance. However, Macron clearly has no idea what he's talking about. First of all, nationalism is not a project of rejection. The very definition of nationalism is to embrace the things that make an individual nation distinct and special. The globalist propaganda Macron rattles off is the real project of rejection. He wants the people of France to reject their very identity in favor of a cookie-cutter, unicultural, new world order. On top of this, it seems really ironic that Macron is trying to get his people to embrace his European Renaissance. The real Renaissance was great because of the different nations contributing great works of art, music, and literature with characteristics distinct to their own peoples. If you mashed up all of Europe into one culture, there'd be no Monteverdi Madrigals or Michelangelo's David. There would be no Mona Lisa or Sistine Madonna. It takes the cultures of individual nations to achieve true greatness. We welcome all peoples to take pride in their own cultures, appreciate the culture of others, and always put their own citizens first. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. The book, Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, reflects Phyllis at her best. With powerful words that deliver truth, bring clarity to controversial issues, and inspire action. For your free copy of Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, for radio listeners only, look for the link at phyllisschlafly.com or call 314-721-1213. 
Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592, gold, $1,284, just hanging out today. Uh, Silver, the same thing, uh, uh, $14.56 on silver. Uh, The Dow's fluctuating between uh, even and up 100. It was up almost 200 points early this morning. And then on the, I think it was a tweet. And let me ask you this. I'm just curious. All you smart people out there. Yeah, you're so smart. That your whole life savings, your 401k that you're busting your hump at, let's face it, for most of you out there, your job sucks. But you got to put food on the table. You got to put a roof over your head. How do you feel about it's all based on a tweet? Really? It's not based on reality? It's not based on actual earnings or durable goods or spending? Right? I mean, no. Based on a tweet now? Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I love the president's tweets. It's great radio. But this is what we're really... Listen, let me tell you. Here, this just hit the tape. So, the Federal Reserve... They, and again, and I say it all the time. No one's got more data than these guys. Right? They've got the... Uh, MIT Mafia. Listen, working at the Federal Reserve, if you can get that job, yeah, take it. This is one of the greatest government jobs of all time. We want you to collect all this data. Get us the facts. And then you know me, I love that. Like I'm like, yes, I, I would want to do that job. Let me get you the facts. And then you get the facts, and you're excited, right? You got your spreadsheet. You wrote your little computer program. It can do 20 gazillion transactions a second. And you're all excited. And you, and you, you, you print it out. You take it in your hey, boss. I got the facts on, on consumer spending. Here it is. And then he says, hey, good, good job, Timmy. Good job, Double J. Way to go, kid. Yeah, okay, well, we're, we're going to publish that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Matter of fact, let, let, let me uh, show you how we handle that. And he puts it in the shredder. We don't use actual. We don't do that. We just make this crap up. I'll, I'll tell you a real story. My oldest son, all of you know, right? He's a freshman in college. Plays football for Lake Forest, which is a Division Three, uh, just north of Chicago. The football, you know how he sold us? He said Lake Forest is the Scottsdale of Chicago. Right? Okay, perfect. You know, parts of Chicago, you know, let's face it, you don't go. 
He had an econ class. Here he is, freshman, first semester of college, and they take him on a field trip in his economics class. And where do they go? They go to the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. I am like, oh my God, I'm a genius. I have sent my son to the holy grail of colleges. And, and he's at the Central or the, the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. Well, awesome. And he, he, he calls me up after the field trip, right? And he's mad. Dad, it was stupid. He goes, and I, I hate this class. And he talked about the kids on the field trip that were on a different from a different class, and they got to go eat food. <laughs> that was their field trip. And he had to go to the Federal Reserve Bank, and I said, "What happened?" And he goes, "Well, we we're talking about inflation. True story. I'm not making a you know what. One of these days, I'll get him to come in here. He's he's actually got a job." Monday through Friday, we were both up at the same time this morning. How about that? Five o'clock in the morning, there's my kid, me, uh, in the kitchen. Getting ready to go to work. And he said, it was the dumbest thing. And I said, what are you talking? Why? He, he goes, they don't use real numbers. That's what he said. I, I swear on it. He goes, they sat there and tried to explain to us why it is they don't use the actual data. That's what he said. But don't worry. Why would you think they would do that? Let, let me guess. Let me guess. You know, there's only two reasons. One, well, the real data is so good that we don't want to use it. Anybody buying that one? The real data would make us look so good that, that you know, let's not use that. That's too good. I mean, we'd get gold stars and a smiley face on the 100% plus plus. Of course they would take that. Or is it more likely that the real numbers suck <laughs> and people would know we're a bunch of frauds? So we make it up, right? Remember, we haven't had 2% inflation. I, I don't even know when. When's the last time? It's almost like it doesn't exist. 2% inflation is now in the category of the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, and the Easter Bunny. Of course, at my house, I wish it was only 2% inflation. Right? I think everybody listening wishes it was only 2% inflation. 
But yet at the Federal Reserve, it's a mythical creature. Today they released a study and they shamed all of us. Bad Americans, bad. Apparently, none of us know what we're doing when it comes to saving for retirement. We'll talk about that next. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Uh, Erickson Studio. He's, well, he's in the building. Uh, he'll be coming up next, so make sure you jump over to 1360KHNC.com. Get that Jack Daniels ready. Uh, this is just, a, I'm reading this. This just came out about 15 minutes ago. This is from the Federal Reserve. Right, the same, same guys that, uh, let's face it, have no idea about what to do with the Ponzi scheme that they've created. They've detected a problem. Now remember, by the time they by they admit by they admit there's a problem, it's way too late. Ready for this? Here's the problem. Americans aren't saving enough for retirement. Including the ones that are actually trying to save. <laughs> right? They're like, hey, listen, there's too many. There's a bunch of people that aren't saving anything. They said that uh, only one-third of non-retired Americans say that their savings are on track. Now, here's what was funny about this is they had to admit that the perception of those third that said that, no, no, I'm good, I'm okay, was uh, solely their own opinion. And that, uh, well, they may actually not be in as good of shape as they actually think they are. Right? You would think if they were going to ask about retirement, how old are you? And uh, what's your 401k balance? I don't know. Right? Start with that. Oh, yeah. Well, I got 20 grand in there. I'm 58. I'm in great shape. Uh, We're going to put you down as a no. (laughs) Right? So they're they're saying, hey, we're not saving enough. And this report, it covered 11,000 Americans. Well, this is a pretty big survey. In it, of the ones that had a 401k, 60% of you out there, and right, and, and I think the number is bigger, you know, people don't want to admit it, but 60% admitted to them that they have no idea what, what to do, and they aren't comfortable with handling the investment. And many of them struggle with financial literacy questions. Listen, do you know why? I mean, these guys are the dumbest people in America. Have you been, have any of these Fed guys been to the quote-unquote 
uh, annual 401k meeting. You know what's so funny? At my stores, when I used to be a, a general, uh, a, a, a district manager for retails, way back in the day, the annual meeting at our corporate office, we'd go into the conference room. You know, we had the, well, I guess it wasn't the conference room. We had this big room. Employees would come in, and and the store managers would come to corporate for it. And everybody would get uh, a folder, you know, one of those paper folder things. And inside the folder, it had the tri the trifold handouts and the, the pie charts, right? The graphs and all the pretty colors. And some newbie out of college was sitting in the front of the room giving you about a 10-minute dissertation on this whole folder full of crap. And then the store managers would ha have to go out and try to explain it to the employees. Right? Right? <laughs> they're sitting there going... What do I do? They're asking me, what do I do? I'm like, dude, just hand them the, give your each one of your employees the packet. They're done. Right? And you had to check a box. They don't want us to know. Right? They don't want us to know because let's face it, if we actually knew, we'd be bad. Dude, you're ripping me off. But yeah, that actually just came out. Uh, the Federal Reserve shaming the Americans for not saving, you know, and, and I think about we're not saving enough. You had interest rates at zero for 10 years, you jackasses. Even your own economist, even the people, that's, even them themselves, your Fed governors, The whole intent, what's the intent of having interest, super low interest rates? Oh, we don't want people to save money. That's the intent. Right? We want you to spend. <laughs> but if you want people to save, raise rates. Yeah. See what I'm saying? This is what happens in the Ponzi scheme. And then they had to admit about the perception of being uh, of preparedness. And they said uh, a, a lot of people in the survey, even if they had little or no assets, were overly optimistic <laughs> about retirement. 17% of Americans 45 to 59 with no retirement savings, and yet 42% of them said they were on track for retirement. I've got no savings. I'm 59. I'm on track. Well, you know what? They're probably right. Hey, I'm on track because my retirement is I'm not retiring. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Memorial Day, uh, weekend. Remember, on Monday, we will be closed. The office will be closed. I will not be here. There will be no show. You'll hear this one. It's a great show, though, to hear. Uh, 
Dow's up 100 points right now. Uh, we'll wait to see how it finishes. Gold's unchanged, $1,284. Uh, silver's off about two cents right now, $14.56. Uh, yesterday, we ran those $20 gold pieces at $13.50. I'm going to have those on sale online all weekend. Plus, I'm going to add things as we go. So make sure you check in all weekend long online. Uh, you can shop there 24-7. Uh, if you want to get it done before you head out of town, 800-951-0592 is the toll-free number. I wasn't even going to run them again because it's too good of a deal. And, and, and really, because I, I was kind of, you know, it, it's annoying when you run something that's, I mean, you're, you're, you're stealing it at thirteen fifty. That's how I feel about it. But you know what? After the John Kuzak thing, you know my all of you know my older brother's a colonel. My older brother was in Gulf War One. My older brother was out of the military when nine eleven happened. In two thousand and three they called him back and said, You got two weeks to report. We need you. He made lieutenant colonel while he was in Afghanistan. By the way, the scariest year of his life, training Afghan police. And that piece of crap can't stand up. It's enough to make me sick. 800-951-0592 for my brother. I'm going to have great specials all weekend long. Uh, and make sure you, uh, the veterans out there, if you know any, thank them. Let them know. Let them know we're behind them. Let them know you're not going to sit on your backside when people are out there recognizing what they've done for this country. And, and again, I, I, I don't even know what this country is anymore. I'm looking at what China's doing with the trade war, right? Telling all their employees, Dude, you better not show up here with any American crap. That's what I would like, wish was going on here. Eric's just walked in the building, back from vacation. How are you, brother? You think Mexico celebrates uh, Memorial Day? You think they'll all be out there? They'll be drinking Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable. Just, yeah. Uh, well, the, the uh, paradigm of what is left of the United States of America is truly a melting pot so they say though that more people are going to they say it every year though are going to be traveling this year in celebration of uh well it's easy to say because we still barely well now with the invasion of the illegals there are more people here you wonder where all the people that are coming from mexico are landing have you seen the arizona republic today the fastest growing city in america were we number one again buckeye <laughs> Have you been to Buckeye? Buckeye? Yes, I have. Let me put it this way. If Trump puts a wall up, Buckeye will be on the other side. So that's where the wall needs to go. So Buc California can annex Buckeye. Yeah, yeah, it'd be right in there. So anyway. Tune in to 1360, the Eric Cedarstrom experience coming up next.